episode 326, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season 7, episode 11, Brand New Day. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm here with no one. It's just me. Uh, I'm flying solo on this one, and part of that is just a scheduling thing, just to get things done. And I have a feeling things still aren't going to get done as quickly as we would have liked. But uh, I do appreciate you sticking with us as we are kind of making our way through things here. Um, but, you know, there, it's kind of okay. It's it's kind of okay. This episode, brand new day. You know, we're going to talk about it in just a minute. And our spoiler policy is just quickly, um, anything that's happened up until this point is free game. So I'm not sure what's going to come out of my mouth as I'm talking about this episode over the next, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes or so. Uh, but I anticipate this to be a shorter episode. Um, but before I do that, I want to talk about, about bridges. Uh, you know, you know what a bridge does. It, it gets you from, from here to there, so to speak, to use the Star Trek Enterprise parlance. And, you know, there's some really interesting bridges out there. Um, there's the, uh, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, which I just found out is one of the most photographed bridges in the world. And uh, it's it's a beautiful bridge, and there's it, it just the way it faces. There's a beautiful sunset that you can catch with this bridge. Um, it's just gorgeous. Another bridge uh, that I find really interesting is the Pont du Gard in France, and this was built in uh, I think 50 A.D. or something like that. In fact, I know it's 50 A.D. because I just looked at my notes and saw that it was built in 50 A.D. But this was built actually for uh, aqueduct. They uh, had water in a river that they needed to uh, bypass this river uh, by bringing water from another source, but they actually had to cross the river with the water they were bringing from this other source. And most of the aqueduct is actually underground, but when it got to the river that they didn't want to drink from, they had to go over it. And this is just, it's a two-layered thing. It has these um, very Roman arches in it, and it's, it's just a gorgeous piece of architecture. And the fact that it still exists makes it even even more uh, amazing. And uh, there's, yeah, there's just fascinating things about there. I, the bridge that I think about the most when someone brings up bridges is the Mackinac Bridge. Now, it's not Mackinac. That's how it's spelled. But the Mackinac Bridge, it's a bridge that, uh, you know, I, when I used to live in Michigan, my grandparents were from Michigan. My, my dad's family and my mom's family, they're all from Michigan. I lived all over the place um, through my life as my mom and dad moved around. But we would always go back to Michigan. That was that that anchor point for us was was in Michigan, right in the Palm, uh, over a little bit to the left of center of the Palm of Michigan. Uh, that's where my grandparents lived, and we would go and visit there. and And one of the things that you would find uh, people vacationing in Michigan, at least this is my experience, is is there were some people who would like go south, say to Florida. That's where you'd vacation. Um, but there was other people in Michigan who would just visit Michigan uh, a little bit more north. Okay, and so uh, we would go camping 
all over in Michigan, um, different places, campgrounds with our camper. And uh, one of the places was Mackinac. And that is actually a vacation destination that my family used to go to often. We go to Mackinac Island. That's uh, famous for not allowing actual cars on the island. Uh, but then there was just this bridge. Now, this bridge is um, five miles long. It's uh, And it was just a lot of fun because you didn't have, there was no, there wasn't a toll, you know, so we'd actually just be able to drive over the bridge and it was fun, a little bit scary for me as a child. Uh, I wasn't afraid of heights until, uh, in my early twenties. That's when I realized I was afraid of heights. Uh, before that I would go rock climbing and, and climb trees and fall out of trees, fall off of roofs. Um, but I, I going across this bridge where you can look down and just see there's just water, you know, this way and that way. And, uh, yeah, it was just this kind of uh, exhilarating and, and thrilling experience to go over this long, long, long bridge. Uh, later on, uh, I did go with my family after I had my own family, and we would go there. And, and the point of a bridge and the point of all of this that I'm talking about, uh, by the way, the bridge links the lower peninsula of Michigan with the upper peninsula of Michigan, the UP, if you would, and that is where our friend Agent Stewart is currently from. And uh, yeah, but the, the point of a bridge is to connect two things and to take you from one point to another point. And so, you know, the the Mackinac Island Bridge, like I said, it connects the, the tip of the Michigan Mitt with the lower or the upper peninsula of Michigan. And it's... Without that point of connection, I mean, it's really kind of silly to even have uh, two peninsulas for Michigan. And and I don't remember my Michigan history from when I lived in Michigan about why they have two peninsulas. It's kind of I've listened to also some podcasts about it years ago, but um, I remember it being kind of interesting, but not interesting enough for me to remember. But anyway, I've spent a lot of time talking about bridges. Why? Because that's what this episode is that we're in right now. It is a bridge episode and I know this becomes almost a term almost a derogatory term when we use it here on the show when we when we call an episode a bridge episode it's just hey let's have an episode where it's just about moving the plot pieces into place for the next episode and a lot of times it's moving those plot pieces into place for the season finale or the mid-season finale and uh, sometimes it feels like it's more plot driven than character driven. And, and because of that, be, you know, and that's just uh, the way that, um, you know, the, the way that my mind thinks, and I think a lot of people think this way, it's, it's better to have a story that's driven by the characters. So the plot is driven by their choices, instead of a story where the characters have to choose something because we want to get them to this place. And a lot of times a bridge episode feels like that. This episode here is absolutely a bridge episode. But I have to say, that's not a bad thing. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a bad episode. And honestly, to have a story that's pushed by the plot also is not a bad thing. I mean, when you think about like Twilight Zone and how many of those episodes of Twilight Zone, the whole point of the show is to have a plot that gets you from point A normal life to point B, the twist ending. Now, along the way, if it's well-written, it's going to have characters that you are enjoying the ride or at least enjoying watching 
what's happening. You know, one of the most famous episodes being that time enough at last where the guy at the end has all these books because it's the apocalypse. They had a nuclear war and he was protected from it. And all he wants is a quiet place to sit down and read a book. And now he has time enough at last. That character is not a great character. He's not someone I want to spend time with. He's not someone I want to sit down and, and share a coffee with, uh, partially because I hate coffee and I don't drink coffee. But uh, that story, the whole thing just rides on this character wants something and everything gets in the way of him getting what he wants until you have nuclear Armageddon and, and he gets it. And But is it a bad thing that the plot isn't driven by all of his choices? No, it's not. So the question is, as we explore this episode of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is, okay, what's pushing things here? Is it the characters pushing it or is it the plot pushing it? Just to me, this felt like it was a very plot-heavy episode, and I think part of that is because, again, we just have to move these pieces into place for what's going to happen next week. So let's talk about what happened this week. Um, one of the things that I would really like to talk about is is Korra. Now, Korra is a really interesting uh, plot development for what's going on here. Korra, I just find this whole idea of this lost sister that we didn't know about, uh, something they throw in in the final, you know, final couple of, of episodes of the whole series. But we find out that that was actually a driving force for Jiaying because her daughter committed suicide. And so now we have in this timeline, whatever this timeline is, the daughter survives. And not only does she survive, she has her powers. And not only does she have her powers, she's working with Malik. But she brings up a really interesting idea. And I know that we've had some listener feedback in the last episode about, I shouldn't say I know, I think we did. <laughs> have some interesting listener feedback about the idea. Yeah, we did. I can't remember who it was now. Uh, shoot. Hey, I'm doing this alone. I can stop recording and come back with the answer. So that's what I'm going to do. Click. Click. Okay, how do you like those uh, little sound effects I added in there? But I didn't add them in post. I mean, that was a lie that you heard those two sound effects. It was Agent Dylan. Agent Dylan, he in his uh, feedback for episode... 10, last episode, Stolen, he's talking about uh, Garrett, and then he says, uh, and now I'm starting to wonder if we'll see someone else this season. Hint, MCU Wiki lists his birth year as 1983, the same year we're in. Side note, um, okay, so yeah, that's what he was talking about. He's talking about who? He's talking about Ward, Agent Ward. Now, we don't see Agent Ward, but Cora brings an interesting... Uh, ethical, moral dilemma to the people of our S.H.I.E.L.D. team. And that is kind of the whole um, Project Insight uh, idea where they were killing off, or the, the plan with Project Insight was to kill off people who were going to be great heroes, Doctor Strange, Bruce Banner, etc., etc. Well, here she says, hey, let's just kill people who are going to do bad things. Let's kill Hitler, so to speak. Um, and she brings up the idea that they could kill Grant Ward as a baby. That's a problem. 
<laughs> that's a real problem because, you know, he could still be Grant Ward, the Grant Ward that we were going to meet later on. I think the better solution, obviously, would be to do similar um, to what was uh, what uh, Deke was doing with with Max Kids, and that was uh, you know watching over them, not Max Kids, <laughs> Mac as a kid and Mac's brother, um, just watching over them. I mean, the idea here would be, hey, let's find Grant Ward before that whole thing with the well, and and start trying to be a good influence in his life. I brought this up before, um, but we use this as a joke in our Comic Book Time Machine promo where it's, uh, hey, I just perfected my time machine. What do you want to do? And one of the things is, hey, we could go back in time and try and convince Hitler to stay in art school. That's the better solution than trying to find Hitler and killing him as a baby. You know, like just trying to, to come in and be a part of his life and be a part of his life in uh, a positive way. And actually, it makes me think of uh, Bill and Ted where you have um, – Oh, George Carlin's character. I can't remember his name, but he is coming back in time to connect with Bill and Ted to be a good influence in their life and point them in the right direction, help them out with what they need help with so that they can be the good, the force for good in the universe that they are destined to be. Which, side note, I really hope I get to see Bill and Ted in theaters. Bill and Ted face the music. I really want to see that in theaters. Um, but we'll see. We will see. There's also New Mutants coming out sometime soon. Can't wait <laughs> to see it in the theater. I really hope. Anyway, um, here's the deal. She brings them this really interesting conundrum. Of course, they're not going to do it. I mean, who in, you know, I think that might be a litmus test for me, for friendship. You know, if, if you're willing to kill Grant Ward as a baby, then maybe you're you're not going to be on my shield team, okay? Um, but anyway, she's trying to convince them that she wants to join them. <laughs> she's trying to convince them by saying, "Hey, yeah, let's kill babies." You know, like that's just uh, you know, it's not really what Shield stands for. Um, but you know, she's trying. She she's trying. This episode though ends with the fact that uh, she's actually a sleeper agent, so to speak, because when she gets interrogated. She uh, knocks out the, the lighthouse's supply of power, and that allows Sybil to get into the system and get a whole list of all the shield bases and all their locations and everything. Coulson's able to slow her down just a little bit, but um, it's it's just messy. It's it's messy, and so um you know the question is was she really no it doesn't seem like it now you know it really seems like uh this is kind of the plan all along and then what happens with that when they get the locations of all the shield bases time really really gets messed up and changed because they destroy shield facilities all over the world including the triskelion which that was a nice little uh, appearance but so we just kind of see here on the lighthouse, hey, S.H.I.E.L.D. exists, they're doing S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, and no more. Like, it's, I don't know how many people survive, S.H.I.E.L.D. people survive, but it's not going to be a lot. There's going to be people in some safe houses, I would imagine, but yeah. Yeah, but that's Korra. That's Korra. And it's interesting to bring her in at this late point in the series 
but they use her well. They use her well. And so is this just plot stuff? Well, some of it is. I mean, it's plot stuff to destroy S.H.I.E.L.D. For whatever reason, um, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s going to be destroyed. And that's kind of getting us ready for... I mean, the stakes are now super high for next episode. So all these things that Korra is doing, it feels a little character-driven. And what happens in all of that is there is the character beats between them which is um, May and Daisy trying to decide, do we tell her that her mother was killed by her, I don't know, not boyfriend, but um, by Malik? Uh, do they tell her or not? And they end up telling her. <laughs> so that's that does come out. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It, okay. So... From here, let's talk about, I guess let's talk about uh, Fitz and what's going on with Deke and Gemma. And this is bad news, too. Um, None of this is playing out the way I expected it to, by the way. Um, So Malik uses the brain scanning thing to get into Gemma's memories, to find out where uh, Leo is. (laughs) Not Leah. Leo. And um, we do see that they spend a lot of time uh, together before going back into the past. And we see them spending time, and it's nice. And honestly, what's nice about it, it's him. It's Fitz. And it's new scenes. It's flashbacks. But a lot of this is brand new uh, stuff. We haven't seen them do this before. So it's not just reusing old footage of Fitz. This is we're getting information. We do get some new information here. Not all the information, of course. Um, but then uh, the whole thing uh, and and uh, Malik, that's his name. Malik is rightfully upset as far as bad guy logic goes because he pokes around a little bit too far and suddenly Simmons has no idea who Fitz even is. All right, stakes high. <laughs> you know what's this? Where is this taking us? I don't know, but the stakes are high. Uh, she's forgotten him, and that's not good. Our star-crossed lovers just can't catch a break. Fortunately, she's separated from him, but she doesn't remember who he is anymore, so she doesn't have to know that she's missing out on anything and that she's separated from Fitz. Of course, we know, and that's one of those definitions of tragedy, that uh, the audience knows something that the characters don't, and uh, that's bad. That's bad. I do want to just give Deke some credit for the way he was, you know, standing up and with withstanding uh, the whole, uh, just dealing with Malik and everything, and um, dude, dude showed some backbone. Uh, we also have Simmons, um, you know, just her mental fortitude through this all uh, until the whole thing where she um, doesn't remember who Fitz even is anymore. And, of course, then um, Malik can't search her memories anymore. That's that's just not going to work. Why? Because the memory is not there. All right. So then we get uh, Daisy. And so Daisy is with um, Mac and Sousa. And we get some nice moments with uh, 
Sousa and Mac and, and Mac kind of giving him some encouragement. Um, we get Mac giving Daisy encouragement that even though the prediction from Enoch, just, you know, his dying moments, he said, this will be your last mission together. Uh, but Mac says, hey, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Um, Sousa does find out about uh, that she's called Quake. And so he gives her some some teasing about that, and that's that's kind of fun. But um, yeah, you know, you just look at the different relationships that Daisy has had. Uh, again, you know, television drama. I mean, all the relationships that all these people have, television drama requires bad stuff to happen to them. Um, you look at May and and her relationships um, with uh, what's his name that I can't remember. And I could look it up, but I'm not going to. But um, who that was? That was just a tragedy. Um, and Colson, who I can remember, <laughs> another tragedy. We'll see what happens with the two of them uh, with all this stuff. Uh, and we'll talk about Colson in a moment too. But um, then you look at Daisy and her relationships, and they don't end well uh, because. Hey, it's television, it's drama, but we are headed toward the end of a season, and so we don't have to kill off Sousa to make drama for our show So we, because we're going to go another season. We could end with a happily ever after with Sousa and Daisy, possibly, and we could end with a happily ever after for Fitz and Simmons, possibly. I really hope that that's where we're going with this, is a happily ever after. My fear is that we are going to get back with Fitz in the last episode and he's not going to survive the episode. And so this episode gives us some snapshots and allows us to see, hey, they actually had time together as they were developing their plan and everything. Um, but that's it. You know, we're not going to continue going with that and go happily ever after. I, that's my fear. So we're going to lose Fitz and it'll be tragic. You know, because there's ways to end things, and one of the ways to end things is the happily ever after, and one of the ways to end things is the horrible tragedy and, you know, the new status quo or whatever. And, and that's not unusual. Um, I mean, there's the Serenity movie. I'll just throw that out there where there's some tragedy that happens in that movie, and that movie is on screen anyway our goodbye to these characters and, and the ending of the on-screen storytelling for these characters. And for a few of them, it's tragedy. It's tragic. I really hope that's not where we're going with agents of shield. Um, then you have Colson. Look at his relationships, the cello player. Ah, oh, the cello player. I really was, you know, they say I'm not a romantic. They say I'm not a romantic, but Coulson and the cello player, to me, that that was going to be the great romance of this show. I was really wanting to see the cello player. We got to see the cello player, and I was hoping that we'd see her again, but we're not ever going to see her again. That relationship is, is done. Tragedy. She's not dead, but it's still tragedy. Uh, the same with... Um, Again, can't remember the character's name, but the uh, the person who's working for the Homeland Defense. And that was a really odd relationship, a fun relationship, but you knew it wasn't going to last long. And now you have, uh, I mean, May has lost Coulson. 
and now she has another kind of Coulson. Are they going to get together? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, I'd rather not on that one. She had her time with him and, and let's allow them to, to, you know, move on from that. Cause he's not Coulson, you know, he's, he's a robot and we're reminded that he's a robot because, and yes, I'm, I am saying robot on purpose because I, I do like that fun 1950s, uh, pronunciation of the word. And so I'm sticking with it, but he's an LMD and he, uh, can really read computer code really, really well. And he's like super, uh, computer man now. And, and that's fun, you know, as he's, he's learning his powers, you know? Um, and it's also kind of cool to look at this show now and kind of see where they all are. They all have powers except for Mac and Sousa, unless you look at Sousa's superpower as just being super supportive and just a really nice guy who is just going to look out for people he cares about, you know, maybe that's a superpower. And if that's a superpower, that's a superpower I want to have. Mac, same thing. He's he's a nice guy who makes makes for a very strong leader, and and he's not the kind of nice guy that you can just push around. And maybe you know. I've seen this kind of bandied about a little bit, you know, it's be- maybe it's better not to be nice. It's better to be kind. You know, a kind person is different than a nice person. A nice person just wants everyone to be okay and feel good. A kind person is someone who, even when it hurts, you know, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna work on tough things. You know, they're gonna point out tough things, um, even when it's not easy to do. And, uh, so that's a kind person, a nice person may just want to avoid conflict. A kind person doesn't avoid conflict, but goes about that conflict in a way that is going to provide the least amount of hurt, um, but not avoid hurt when it, when it can't be avoided. And maybe I, maybe that's, that's max superpower kindness. Um, he is a kind man. He is a good man. And, uh, this is the the other great relationship of Agents of Shield is is Yo-Yo and Mac. And uh yeah. So anyway, they are in the Quinjet and they're going to try and get to the ship. But unfortunately, um they don't get to stop the attack on on Shield. So I've talked. I I won't say I've rambled, but I've talked. But I think it's time to give a couple other people a little bit of a voice in what we're talking about here. And so I'm going to bring up uh, some emails. And I also have a voicemail. Actually, a voicemail from Agent Stewart. So maybe that's where we should start. Hey, guys. So this is Agent Stu here. We are just living life to the fullest, which means we're not able to get in touch with each other and podcast together about this third to last, second to last, penultimate. We're we're closing in on the end, guys. It's almost done. And I was thinking about it. This is the first time the MCU has had a proper ending. Well, there was a little movie. You might have seen it. Endgame. But even that set up for, for something else. You sure. It had to happen. That, that actually ruins my whole thought, guys. Sorry about that. Because really, that was the ending. I was going to be like, hey, yeah, the first time the MCs had an ending, this is, um, you know, an ending that's being written to. And then I realized, oh, look, 
there was that movie, two movies that were being written to with 20 other movies. So, yeah. Anyway, um, where's Fitz? There's Fitz. Where is he? Don't know. Looks like we'll have to find that out next episode. Uh, you know, the bad guys are being bad guys and they're doing whatever they're going to do, but our good guys are going to save the day. That's what good guys do. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if they change that around a little bit from the next, you know, the, the finale. We'll find out. Um, you know, if they, if they subverted that good guys save the day sort of thing, like at the end of one of those movies I was referencing where you walked out of it going, they, they didn't get Thanos. He didn't, he didn't die. And then there was a whole other movie to make him die. So maybe they're going to do that. I don't know. Maybe we'll get an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. movie. We won't get an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. movie, guys. Um, this is as close as we're going to get. Anyway, looking forward to the finale. Can't wait. It's been a long long road getting from there to here. And if you get that Star Trek reference, you're pretty cool in my book. Anyways, uh, Agent Sue signing off. Hope you guys have a great one. And we'll see you on the other side of this war. I had not listened to this voicemail when I started this episode, Stuart. You and I both just kind of were on the same wavelength when we were referencing uh, good old Star Trek Enterprise. It's been a long road getting from there to here. Um, that's as far as I'm going to go. As you know, on this show, I like to sing, but I also stop myself, hopefully, before it gets too embarrassing i'm pretty sure i do get us to the embarrassing part but not too embarrassing so anyway uh as far as talking endings i just the, the interesting thing about the mcu right now is that i feel like we're in this place where i almost feel like the mcu is done you know i, I looking at the next you know two episodes of shield you know there's there's still that um and i know the mcu is not done um but I'm just really curious, like, how is the MCU going to move forward? Is there going to be a greater storyline to move forward with? Um, but, you know, when you think about Endgame and where that took us, and then you have kind of that coda of the episode, not the episode, the movie with Spider-Man Far From Home. And, and that kind of gives you that coda of like, okay, so what happened in the world afterward? That's the epilogue, you know? And um, it's like a Stephen King novel. You know, where you just have all these plot threads and all these things happening and and you get the climax, but you still get another, you know, 100 pages or whatever sometimes of of just what happened afterward. Um, Lord of the Rings is maybe even a better example of that. But you get that, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home is like the chapter with the elves going off into the West and Bilbo and Frodo going with them. Uh, but anyway, uh, if the MCU stopped right now, it it actually wouldn't be a bad place to stop. I know it's not stopping. I know Black Widow, they still plan to have Black Widow come out this year. I know that they have other movies that are in production. Whether or not they're finished or not, I don't know. I know that they have the television shows in production. Um, and I know they were talking, you know, Phase one, phase two, phase three, and all that kind of thing. But really, Iron Man to Endgame is 
Okay, so I can't use the word phase, but that's that's part one. You know, that's its own thing. Actually, even Iron Man to Far From Home, because Far From Home is not just about what happened to the world after Endgame. It's about what happened to someone whose life was really influenced by Tony Stark. And so even then, Far From Home is part of Tony Stark's story because it's about his legacy in a lot of ways. And 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 it, whether that's intentional or not, it's good storytelling. And and then you have Agents of Shield, which is another kind of thread that starts at the beginning, starts with Iron Man and comes to a conclusion next week. And so you have that happening and and it just if the MCU stopped right now, would I be disappointed? Yeah. Will it stop? No way. Disney knows that there's sweet, sweet money to be made by putting the Marvel logo in front of a movie. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think New Mutants is still going to come out in theaters is because there's Marvel money to be made, even though it's uh, X-Men and who knows how related to the X-Men it's going to be. But going uh, circling back around to you, Stuart, where you're talking about, you know, we're not going to get a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie. Yeah, we're not going to get a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie. But who cares? We've got seven seasons of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that is the movie. That is the movie. You know, we, we got all this stuff. Now, there's there's still, I would love for uh, Most Wanted to be released. You know, when, uh, I'd love to be able to see that. Just what, what was that like? You know, what happened with that? Uh, one of my favorite things that happened with uh, DC television was the, the spinoff of Smallville that was going to be uh, Aquaman. Um they released that pilot episode, even though the series never happened. And that was a fun pilot episode. I'm not sure how great of a series it would have been. I would love to have seen that series, though. I mean, if you know me, you know I love I love Aquaman. But do we need a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie? No, because we have seven seasons of really high-quality television. Now, is it Breaking Bad? No. Breaking Bad, every episode was a movie, you know? <laughs> um you know, there, there's other, you know, prestige show, uh, well, uh, Netflix MCU, um, that's prestige television and movie quality along the way. But anyway, um, we got some good stuff and, and uh, I'm so glad. I, I would love to see these characters carry over into the movies. I don't think we will, but it would be neat to see that happen, but... Right now, I'm just happy with what we've got. Happy with what we got. I'm also happy that I've got another voicemail. Hey, guys. Agent Smithers here. Uh, first off, just listen to your guys' episode for Stolen and your reply to me. You guys can take as long as you want, as long as I get to hear your thoughts on each of the new episodes. I appreciate it very much. Uh, second off, we got fits. We got fits. It wasn't much, and it was all flashbacks, but some of them were new. We got fits. I am... I am satisfied. Uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting fits in the flesh uh, on the finale or the last two episodes, however you want to call that. Uh, I'm just excited. And uh, once again, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate what you guys do. Um, and take your time. I'm not, I'm not stressed when I said I hope to hear from you guys soon. Uh, as long as you, I do get to hear from you, take your time. Uh, love you guys. Bye. Hey, thanks. Uh, and so judging, you know, just how uh, 
how life goes and how this episode has been pulled together and everything like that. Uh, thank you. Um, hopefully this won't take too long to get out, but I do know that there are some hurdles that are going to have to be gotten over before we're able to release things and get things out. So yeah, but we're having fun doing it and we're having fun watching it and I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah. And I'm also so glad we got to see Fitz as well. And I was really glad that, um, that you, uh, called in and, and kind of just gave your follow-up to a lot of your messages asking about, about Fitz. So, all right. Agent 084 wrote in to say, this episode set me up perfectly for what I am sure is going to be an amazing and terrible time next week. There are moments in here that I'm sure will draw the usual lazy and tired criticisms of filler, nothing happened, and can we get just get to the next thing? I would say that the character moments peppered all over were more than enough to make these segments enjoyable and worthwhile as someone who's cared about this team for years. Daisy, Mac, and Sousa all got their moments with each other. They got smiles out of me. We got to reflect on May and Colson and where they've gone. We got a small peek at what Fitzsimmons went through before the end of season six. All of these interactions are what I want before I have to say goodbye. I love that Malik wasn't able to break Simmons or Deke, and it was satisfying to see him start to lose it when his entitlement wasn't satiated. Entitled people are kind of the worst, so how great is it that this thread, threat that we have, the one to defeat, is an embodiment of that? We've also got a great finale coming for us with S.H.I.E.L.D. literally being wiped off the map. Most likely, Peggy Carter is dead, along with Howard Stark, Hank Pym, people who laid a foundation for the MCU. We can no longer speculate that the new timeline being made this season is going to lead to Infinity War or Endgame or whatever. This show is going to go out on its own terms, and I really love that. Until next time. Until the next time. Yeah, the last time, not the next time man yeah i hadn't thought about uh the fact that you know peggy carter would have been alive uh assuming that this time timeline is still kind of playing out in that way um so Sousa actually just got to see peggy carter's murder um yeah and howard stark hank pym all these people um what are we left with you know i hadn't thought about how the ramifications of people that we know from the mcu being in those places unless they retired or unless the timeline changed just enough that some of them went sideways and didn't go on that straight path that we were on. But this is 1983 and our flashback in Ant-Man is in that early eighties flashback. And yeah, Carter Stark, Pym, they were all working together in in a major shield location so man yeah like i said stakes have been raised so yes is this a bridge episode you bet your bitty vodka it is which is possibly it's not the first time we've referenced perfect strangers maybe but it's definitely the first time i've said that out loud and uh <laughs> i've said it out loud in real life before but um yeah but i'm not gonna edit it out you know i mean why should i why should I? I can do what I need to. You bet your bibby bopka. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to sing the song that went along with it. And 80s, 90s kids, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, <laughs> I totally lost my, I lost the thread, man. I lost the thread. 
Oh, the bridge. <laughs> Bridges, yes. So is this a bridge episode? Yes, you bet. But the character stuff that's happening here, it's enough. It's enough. And I'm really curious what they're setting the stage for. That's also very important. So I thought this was actually going to be a little bit shorter than it was. This actually ended up being quite a long conversation. Uh, I do want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, as you are listening right now, um, I am not alone, you know, uh, it's just, I am not alone, right? I am alone right now, but in the future, I won't be alone because you'll be listening to me in the future. And so me here, I'm with you and, and you're with me and yes, it is a pretty one-sided conversation, but I do appreciate you being a part of the conversation and I appreciate you as a listener, making the conversation worth having and uh, can't wait until next episode. We will be recording as one episode, uh, even though it's been, it'll have, it's not even being uh, presented as a part one and a part two. It's actually being presented as two different episodes with two different titles. But since it's airing on one night, we will be recording about those two episodes in that, in, in one um, one conversation, but it'll also be a conversation that we will definitely have Stuart and, um, Samantha there for that conversation. It is too big for me to do alone. New mutants. If I get to see it in theaters, might be doing that alone. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. Cause I do know that, uh, different regions have theaters opening maybe, and other regions do not have theaters opening, but, um, I really thought my theaters in, in this area were going to be opening sooner because I really wanted to see some of those classic movies in the theater on the big screen. Uh, cause I know like months ago, okay, maybe not months ago, a little while ago though. Um, I think England announced that they were going to have empire strikes back in theaters and yeah. So, but anyway, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for spending time with me. And, um, until next time you and me, on the same page, we can do anything. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 you can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level seven or connect with us on Twitter where we're level seven pod. And remember, the seven is spelled out. Our theme music is the light fantastic by JS Earls. And you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to level seven is a proud member of the noodle mix network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. When you're rolling out the dough, just make sure you roll it slow. If you roll the dough too quick, Bibby bop can make you sick. When you put the filling in, just make sure you wear a grin. When you smile on what you bake, Bibby bop can turn out swell. Yeah, okay. So, deep cut on Perfect Strangers right there. Best episode. Best episode of Perfect Strangers ever.
Bye, everyone. Godspeed.